It is not men that we need to be hating or we need to be shaming or we need to be blaming or we need to be pointing the finger at when it comes to this new constitutional change with abortions. It is the dumb fucking politicians that are stupid old men that have no idea what they're fucking talking about that decided to make a choice for women. Well, hello, everybody, and welcome back to the podcast. I am recording here from New York. I'm here for a week to write my book, have some me time, some girl time. It is very much needed. I'm going to give you guys a little bit of a life update, and then we're going to jump into this episode. Um, I'm, the next episode also that I think I'll put out, or at least one, um, like a few later for you guys, is also I'm going to do that episode about the transition. Um uh, of moving from New York to Atlanta as well. So definitely keep a lookout for that. And I've been waiting to do that episode. And I think it's because I needed to come back to New York to kind of give you guys more of the update in that front. I know you guys love the little bit of a life update. Um, so that episode will kind of be more geared towards that. And also some tips and tricks for anybody else that is moving through really big transitions in their life, because, um, I know that it can be a lot. Okay. So, Firstly, I'm in New York to write my book this week. Um, as you guys have probably known from listening to my, my podcast, I am releasing a book. I'm very fucking excited for it. It has been, I've been writing it since about 2019. 2019, I started the research for it. I started the survey. Um, but then I really started writing it in 2020 and I've written 70,000 words. So I've written a really, really good chunk. I just need to get um, some more out. I mean, the average book is 60,000, right? But I um, am not going to finish writing until I feel like I've written every single thing that I need to write down in this book and really been able to give a very um, well-rounded view and education on this topic. So I'm really looking forward to that. I'm really hoping that's going to be out next year. I've actually decided to self-publish as well. So I'm really going to be relying on you guys for all the support so that I can have a best-selling book and get this word out there without having to get the normal publisher. Um, I'm writing the book not to make money. Like that's not why I'm writing it. I'm actually not a writer by trade. So I'm, I'm finding this quite difficult to be honest. Um, I, I'm not writing it to make money. I'm writing it because this message is so important and it's changed all of your lives, right? So I really want to be able to bring this to help bring this on like a larger scale so that more, more people's lives can be changed. And a book is a really, really great way to do that. So I'm really going to be relying on your help to spread the word and even with you guys, just the amount that you've been sharing my podcast on your Instagram stories and X, Y, and Z, um, I can see the impact of that. The numbers have just been skyrocketing and we're nearly at a million downloads, which is so fucking exciting. Um, so please, please, please keep sharing the episodes and the podcast because it means the world and it's helping with all of these things, it's helping so many of your friends' lives, so many other people's lives by listening to these podcast episodes and um, being able to kind of come back to their truth, right? Okay, so yeah, we nearly had a million downloads. So if you haven't already left a review, if you haven't already shared the podcast on your Instagram stories or to your group of friends or whatever it is, please, please, please do that because it goes so far. I, I don't, maybe as a listener, you don't quite understand how important reviews are and sharing. They are very, very important. So um, if you haven't already left one and you love listening to the podcast, please just take two minutes. Like I take 
hours out of my week to record these for you guys. And I don't make money off the podcast, but that is something on my list. I really need to be doing that. (laughs) Um, People can't believe that I don't. So please just take two minutes, take your phone to the toilet, do a shit and, and leave the review at the exact same time because it does mean the world to me. So um, we've obviously been traveling a lot. If you guys are aware, if you want to skip forward, you can skip forward with a life update. But um, yeah, we obviously went to Europe for a while. We went to Australia to see my family. We surprised them in Australia, which was just the best thing ever. So it's been a lot since the beginning of the year, since January. Um, life's been pretty amazing and intense and just a lot. So it does feel really good to finally start settling a little bit and looking for a house that we want to buy in Atlanta. Um, but I'm still fresh to obviously the Atlanta scene, so I haven't really settled there either. I haven't been going out and finding my feet yet because I've literally just been trying to catch up with work, get things organized. You know, we're really trying to organize the back end of the business. That's just been a priority. So basically, like we all need me time, right? We all need time alone. There's nothing wrong with that. So I just kind of got to a point the other week where I was like, I need to leave. I was like, I... I said to my boyfriend, I was like, I just, I need to go to New York. I need a fucking girls week and I need a, I need a long time. Like I need five days. So I flew here last night, Sunday night, and I'm here until Friday evening. I was actually going to stay until Saturday evening, but, um, but we need to like go to a family thing for him on Friday night. So we're flying back on Friday afternoon. He is surprising me on one of the days he's flying down as well. Don't know what day, but he's apparently surprising me, which will be very, very nice. Um, but yeah, I have given him strict instructions of I, like I said, I said, to him, do not surprise me too early. I said, please do not. You And he, he gets it. Like he's very well aware. He's like, you know, I'm not even going to tr- um, like waste my time like shopping or anything like that whilst I'm here. I am in full fucking book writing mode. So that's kind of what I'm doing here. I'm seeing friends at nighttime and for breakfast and then during the days I am writing my book and recording podcasts and trying to get content done because I'll do an episode on this, but like obviously when you're transitioning and going through massive life transitions and when you have another person in your life, you do lose time. Like you do lose a lot of time because your time isn't just your own. You factor another person. And you know, I'm not just running a company and doing all those sort of things and managing a team and X, Y, and Z. I'm also trying to do house hunting, figuring out mortgage stuff. Like so many other things are added to your plate when you're going through these big life transitions. So I'm working on really being compassionate towards myself, taking the pressure off. I do put a lot of pressure on myself, not because I'm hard on myself, like in a, in a negative way, but because I just, I am so self-motivated that I don't like to just be thinking that I'm not constantly being like, okay, what else can I do to grow? What else can I do to grow? So I've actually really had to be okay with like not necessarily, like I'm growing but in a different way and not like pushing myself, like just doing what I need to do, showing up in the way that I know I need to show up and then like giving myself a grace period, right? Like giving myself a grace period where I'm allowed to just, you know, chill out for a hot fucking second and not necessarily need to be um, always thinking about how else can I grow the business, grow the podcast? How else can I serve, 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 serve? Like I need to also do me. So that's kind of the life update. It feels so good to be back in New York. Um, It's not that I don't wish I moved to Atlanta. I'm going to do an episode on that. It is not that at all because I'm going to do an episode talking about this where living in New York City is very different to visiting. I want every single listener to understand that when you visit New York, you get to experience the best of New York. When you live here, you experience the worst of New York. It is it is different living. And I, I loved living here. Like I would I would do it again. I love it. But it is a fucking lot, especially with two dogs and a partner. It just adds so much more to the plate. And it didn't work for us. Like 
we didn't thrive in New York. We found it too draining. It was too hard. It was too exhausting, the two of us. I found it exhausting even just myself. Um, So it definitely is way more grounding and nourishing being in Atlanta where there is so much nature. There is, you know, you drive places to get your whole foods. You're not sweating your dick off and wanting to break down the side of the street because you're so hot and carrying 10 shopping bags. Um, and you have space, right? Like you get a big house, you get a backyard. It's just, it's a completely different lifestyle. So I'm going to share that with you guys later because I never, ever would have thought that I would leave New York. The only place I thought I would move to would be like Colorado. And that would be when I was like married and we'd already had kids where I was like, okay, I can't do the city anymore. Um, I don't know how the fuck my mom and dad did New York with, I think we, I think my mm, I don't know whether my sister was born here too, whether she was born in Scarsdale, but because we moved upstate a little bit later. Um, but anyway, she definitely had at least two of us roaming around the streets of New York City. I don't know how. I couldn't do it. I couldn't even do it with my dog. So kudos to you, mum. Guys, I'm so excited to announce that Queen Alchemy is back. It is open for the last round of the year. It is my signature program for healing all the fucking trauma that you have, being in that feminine embodiment, being able to receive more and doing that deep, deep healing work. It is unlike any other program out there. Go and look at the testimonials, the screenshot versions, and also the written testimonials on the website page. This program is for everyone. If you have any questions about it, you can send me a DM. We start um, at the very, very beginning of August. So you need to enroll now. Do not wait. There are limited spaces and fuck waiting until like next year in at the till the end of February to change your life and heal your trauma. If you heal your trauma and you heal the root of that stuff, your whole life is going to change. And I want to preface this is not like other programs where it's just like oh journaling like mindset feminine embodiment no it is healing the deepest deepest parts of yourself and there are i don't even know how many hours there are of like trauma calls it is we have seven trauma calls over the seven weeks that go for two hours each then we also have 14 mini trauma calls that you can come to as well so you literally have the opportunity to do 28 hours of deep trauma healing with me plus the kajabi portal full of all of the lessons and the teachings that will also help you to integrate and embody everything into your life so you know if you want to join do not miss out on another round because this program is just the bee's knees and it is honestly unlike any other program out there All right, let's jump into the episode. This episode is going to be one that you definitely want to share and that you probably want to listen to and like multiple times and maybe even just keep like in your eye note of like when you need a pep talk on this area. So we are going to talk about abortions. We're going to talk about Roe v. Wade and we're going to talk about the the influence that those things have on us as women and what I want you guys to be doing and what I want you guys to not be doing. Now, I don't think I need to elicit a trigger warning here because I'm not talking about, I'm going to talk about abortions, but I'm not going to like, I'm not going to say they're bad or anything. So just if anyone's had an abortion, like I'm not saying abortions are bad. That's not, none of that, none of that is going to be in here at all. Um, it is going to be a very, very well-rounded um podcast so i don't think anybody should be getting triggered in this episode and if you are like just take a breather and keep listening because this episode is actually really here to benefit you um it's not it's how it's going to help you benefit it's going to help to benefit you in what's happening right now in the world um it's not here to like make you point out your trauma just so that everybody knows um and if you have had an abortion and you do experience 
fear, trauma, X, Y, and Z, like nightmares, whatever, from the situation, or you constantly have this feeling of like, I'm missing something or guilt or whatever it is, please make sure that you join Queen Alchemy. There's actually a whole mini trauma call on abortions and miscarriages. So that'd be a really good one for you to come to. And then I also obviously work with this with my one-on-one clients. Um, and whether you have had an abortion that you wanted, like you, like for like, when I say wanted, I mean like, um, you know, you didn't want kids, you're 100% behind it. Like you were like, yes, like no question after having an abortion or whether you had one where it's like you do want kids, but it was like with the wrong person or you were too young or it was a result of sexual trauma, whatever it was. Um, abortion is a, a terminating a pregnancy for whatever reason it was, is a very, very, very emotionally challenging thing for you to go to, to go through. And I've had clients that come to me and they're like, I don't know why I feel this because I a hundred percent wanted the abortion, good going into it. And I still back myself on what I did. So why do I feel like X, Y, and Z? And I just want to normalize that firstly, because every single woman, unless maybe there's something wrong with your brain where you don't have empathy, is going to feel like that. And I then also want to end that with, if you are struggling with that, please join Queen Alchemy. Or if you're a past client, please get, oops, please get a top up one-on-one with me. The reason why I say that is because you know that I will get rid of that for you. I've done it with multiple clients before. I've done it with all my clients that have had abortions, miscarriages, X, Y, and Z. It's a very, very healing experience. And it will let you let go of that shame, that guilt, that whatever that you have been experiencing as a result of going through something really intense, right? Okay, so let's jump into the episode. Let me pull my notes up. Um, and I've also got all of your questions that you guys asked that you guys asked me and so let's firstly talk about roe v wade don't support it think it's the most fucking stupid thing ever and i kind of want to break it down for you guys now before you go like i don't want anybody listening to this with like anger and bitterness because what i don't want you guys to do is i don't want you to jump down my throat before i've even finished the sentence or the episode because there is many different things to come in to what i'm saying to each of these things so just please listen to the whole thing. And if you are angry and bitter about it, I fucking get it. It's the most stupid thing ever. And just like listen to it when you feel a bit more stable. Okay. Okay. So Roe v. Wade means that now states have the power to make up the legislation when it comes to abortion. Really key thing. If you don't understand the whole thing, if you're looking at just social media, you might be under the influence of thinking that abortion is now illegal in the United States of America. That is not true. It is not now illegal. It's not that you cannot get an abortion. It's now, it's it's what's happened is it used to be a constitutional right for a woman to get an abortion. What that would mean is that it didn't matter on the state's opinion of abortions everywhere in America, you could get an abortion. In some states, it would be more accepted than others based on how, you know, religious the state is, whether it's liberal, Republican, whatever. I'm honestly not a politics genius. People always ask me, people ask, not always, people ask me like, are you a, is it liberal? Is it, are you liberal or Republican or cons- conservative? Maybe I think it's conservative. I don't fucking know. And I'm like, I don't fucking know. I'm just like me. Like, I don't put myself in a box. I do not want you guys to put yourself in a box. Um, But just so you understand, like, states have their own opinions on things. Even if you living in that state don't agree with the opinion, it's like the political opinion 
like the majority political opinion of that state based in based on what the parliament in the state is saying if that makes sense so beforehand the constitution protected women by making it that abortion was legal everywhere but now the states are allowed to choose so that constitutional right which is so fucking fucked up that constitutional right where women were allowed to do whatever they fucking please with their bodies is gone it's just like deleted like control up delete right out of the constitution so because that is not a constitutional right that now means that it falls onto the state's of the US to choose whether they're going to make abortion illegal or not and to the level. So for example, like Utah, if you get raped, you're allowed to have an abortion. But if you fell pregnant and didn't want to have that baby, you're not allowed to get an abortion. Right? So I don't want to go into, because I actually don't want to make this episode like fear-based. So I don't want to go into like, you know, the repercussions, X, Y, and Z. You can Google it and learn that for yourself if you need to. I want to make this episode a little bit more empowering so we're not all feeling like stressed out of our fucking minds. So what this means now is that for some states, women that live in those states that need an abortion will need to travel out of the state or engage in very unhealthy ways of terminating a pregnancy. Now, let's quickly just go into abortion for a quick second and what that means. Abortion is not just when you don't want a baby. It's not just when you accidentally fall pregnant. It's not just when you get raped and fall pregnant. It's also when you have a pregnancy where you could die or the baby could die. And so you want to get it terminated, right? It's also for when you have um, a pregnancy and there's something really dangerous happening in your body and you need to terminate the pregnancy. So there's also medical reasons where your life will be saved by getting an abortion, right? There's a, there's a beautiful things that have come with modern medicine. And one of those is that we are able to know what is going to happen with the baby or the mother before the baby is born. So we can save the mother and all we can save the child. That's beautiful. So taking that away now means that mothers will have to, will may die like mothers that can't afford to fly out of state, for example, or that can't sit on a wait list for three weeks because, you know, the New York um, uh, clinics are overflowing, for example, they could die. It's fucked. It's actually fucked up. So like I've said, though, every state is a, a little bit different with their laws on abortion. Some are out of control strict, like if it's been incest or rape, like we don't fucking care, which is... No, I'm going to go into that one. Um, and then others are, I don't think reasonable, but like on the whole fucking scheme of things, like maybe a little bit more reasonable. Um, but what's really important to understand is that women are going to have abortions no matter what. I mean, I'm watching um, Outlander with my boyfriend and back in fucking 17, whatever time that they're in, I can't fucking remember. I don't, I'm not like a history guru. Um they were still making abortions happen with the repercussion that it could kill you as well if you try and have an abortion. So what's going to now happen is that the women that cannot afford to fly out of state or the women that, um, the women that, oh my God, uh, the women that cannot afford to wait on a wait list, if the clinics are overflowing, they, one, could die or if it's like a dangerous pregnancy, or two, they're going to engage in really unhealthy ways of terminating a pregnancy. So 
for whatever reason that the government, that the parliament has decided to do this to like help in some way, fucking not. So anyone that believes that the fucking government is here to like protect people, I'm like, you are full of shit. The government doesn't give a fuck about you. It is all to do with an agenda because if the government gave a flying fuck, they wouldn't be doing this, right? They wouldn't be doing this because it's actually not going to help anything. It's not going to limit the amount of abortions. All that's going to happen is more women are going to die in the process of getting an abortion. All that's going to, and I'm going to go on this more specifically in a little bit. All that's going to happen is we're going to get more fucked up children that are born into a world where they actually don't feel accepted or wanted because the mother didn't fucking want them right so or like there's the mother has grown up in a really traumatic childhood or really traumatic upbringing and that's been passed on to the child because the mother was 15 when she fell pregnant and the child was brought up in the same household that she was brought up in so there is so many negative repercussions of this i cannot think of one I cannot think of one positive repercussion of this. Maybe the only positive repercussion of this actually would be that Big Pharma is now going to make even more money because more women are going to go into fear and go into birth control, which I'm going to talk about, like hormonal birth control, which I'm going to talk about in a second, because that is a really important thing that I do not advise for people to do, because if you understand hormonal birth control, it's not necessarily going to stop you getting pregnant. It's real. It's like the key thing to explain. And I do have a podcast episode that all of you need to listen to like five fucking times about the fertility awareness method. And I will get my podcast producer to link that below that episode, because that episode is very important for you guys to understand your cycle so that you can avoid falling pregnant. I do not use any hormonal birth control. We do not use condoms. We don't use anything. And I'm not pregnant right? I trust my body. I trust my fucking cycle. And I know, and I, I'm not trying to bring in spirituality or, or any, I'm not going to actually do any spiritual bypassing in this episode, just FYI. But what I will say is that I believe, and I know that I'm so divinely protected that that also gives me peace of mind, which allows me to further trust my body in this process. Also, on a fucking preface, everybody, I know I'm in an amazing relationship. So if that happened, like there's safety around it, if that happened, that I would be okay. And I, I know that I have money. So if that happened, I could fly somewhere and I could get an abortion if I needed one for whatever, for whatever reason. So I'm very aware of that. Um, just to like FYI for anyone's brain that's going on that tangent and thinking that about me. Okay. Uh, next point. Hold on a second. Let me get my notes back up. I was looking at my, my podcast recording. Okay. So, um, okay. I've said that about what's important about abortions. Beautiful. What's going to happen is that it will mean that other states will be flooded with people needing abortions that can't have them in their state. And it does mean that women that can't afford the travel will obviously be engaging in very unhealthy so unsafe ways to have an abortion. And I know that there have been a lot of companies that will fund women flying out of state to get abortions, blah, blah, blah. That's great. But what we need to remember is that we're going to fucking hit a bottleneck. If, you know, if there's only five states that are going to do abortions, what what's going to happen um, with like the bottleneck? Now, just on the note of this um, as well is some people – this is actually kind of a tangent, but we're going to roll with it. Some people, when this all blew up like a week or two ago, it's funny how it's all like silenced a little bit on social media. This is why I do not engage with the fucking social media shit with, when it comes to political things. Some people decided to send me messages on Instagram being like, oh my God, I can't believe you're not talking about this. Like you of all people should be talking about this, blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, firstly, ladies, and if you didn't do this, like, great. Thank you very much. And if you didn't do this, maybe a learning lesson for anybody that also got this or like get something similar with their Instagram. And then if you did do this, like fucking listen up, 
Number one, I will not and never have engaged in just sharing fucking social media content for the sake of sharing it and just blasting it every, everywhere when something happens in the world. Why? Because that doesn't fucking do anything. It doesn't do anything, but all it is is fear-mongering. And I wasn't willing to engage in fear-mongering when this all blew up, when the constitutional law changed. I wasn't I wasn't interested in engaging in fear-mongering because I didn't want my audience to now all of a sudden be afraid. I wanted my audience to understand that they're going to wait knowing that I am going to give them something that is going to be educational and helpful with what is going on. So instead, I shut the fuck up and actually did something helpful. And that helpful thing was sitting at home, spending a lot of time researching, understanding, and creating some really good points that I've thought about over the last couple of weeks to bring to you in this episode. This episode is helpful to women. And I'm, I'm about to like continue to go into it, guys. I haven't finished it yet. This help, this episode is actually helpful to women. You just sharing something on your social media and then not fucking doing anything about it, that isn't helpful. You, like in my opinion, like I don't think those things are helpful. We've, we've seen it since 2020. It's just been like thing after thing after thing and everyone just shares shit on social media. And that creates awareness, but it doesn't create change. That's the issue. And I can't change everything in the world. But what I did want to do with this topic is the way that I wanted to serve was not just share shit on social media, but instead I actually wanted to be able to give you guys an episode that would make you feel like I'm okay, I've got this, and I can trust my body. So that is the intention of the episode. I've kind of finished dating um, like the things for you to understand about the constitutional change for anybody that is um, worried about it. So if you live in the U.S., and you are a bit confused, you need to look up what state you are in and the laws in your state because every single state is different. Do not assume that your state is anti-abortion um, or that's anti-abortion for every single, like for abortion for every single reason. Look up what your state is actually choosing to believe, quote unquote, about abortion. And frankly, the whole fucking pro-life thing, I am not I just like, I do not understand the anti-abortion pro-life crap because as I'm going to kind of go into it, it's like, I understand, I understand some people's point of view, I will say, of like, you're killing life. I completely get that. But then I also see these things on social media, which is a really good point. I'm like, okay, so if this child is like a child that we are killing, then that means that I'm entitled to, you know, X, Y, and Z from the father. And I'm like, good fucking point, right? Like a really good fucking point. So honestly, there are so many, I think this is a very abortion and the whole topic of uh, children that are conceived like what what is the child in terms of legal rights and x y and z when it hasn't actually been birthed but it's been conceived it is a very multifaceted and complex argument that i am happy to do another episode on if we if i put a question box up but it is um it is something that in my opinion should never be decided in by a bunch of men in parliament like let's just fucking say that i don't think anybody should decide on it i think that we need to learn to trust ourselves a little bit more and and we need to learn to trust humans and this is why i kind of want to just get you guys to understand like even we said we saw it with covid where it's like if the government truly wanted to look after us and support us they would believe that we as human beings with brains could make up a choice 
and a decision that was right for us. When it came to vaccinations, when it came to, um, when it came to like social distancing, when it came to like staying in our fucking house for 10 years, like what was, what was the word? Um, not social distancing, um, like lockdowns, uh, like whatever. I can't think of the fucking word now. It's gone out of my brain because of how traumatic it was. Um, like if we, like, for example, with COVID, if they trusted us to choose what we wanted to do for our health, the ones of us that wanted to stay home all the time could, and the ones of us that didn't want to could go out. Um, and that's obviously kind of a different argument and complex in, in a whole different way. So I actually don't want to go down that rabbit hole. But what I do just want you guys to understand that the government isn't here to, that doesn't actually care about us because they are trying to control us and limit us. They are not trusting us to make our own decisions. And just on that note of like, I've been seeing a lot on social media, a lot of hate of like hate towards men, right? With Roe v. Wade that when it happened a couple weeks ago, just like so much hate towards men. And I'm like, fuck me dead. When is this hate towards men going to stop? Like, when are we going to fucking learn that hating men isn't going to make us feel more empowered as women? Hating men and putting this blame on men isn't going to make the fucking law change. It isn't going to make the po- the politicians like change their fucking personality, right? Most politicians are fucking corrupt and fucked in some kind of way, right? I always say this to my dad. <clears throat> of like, why can't you just be the fucking prime minister of Australia? Because then maybe Australia would actually get somewhere rather than being now one of the most corrupt countries. If you don't know this, my mom actually shared with me a stat, I think it was last year, that it uh, Australia is corrupt as Venezuela. So like, good fucking luck, right? Think, like, I'm glad that I'm out of there, but it just feels like, it feels like nowhere these days in, and I'm not trying to go too fear, but I just want to like be real for a second. It feels like nowhere, um no government isn't corrupt these days. And so I want you guys to fucking remember that of like the government is not here to protect you. That's what it's meant to do, but they don't fucking do that. They don't fucking do that. And it is not men that we need to be hating or we need to be shaming or we need to be blaming or we need to be pointing the finger at when it comes to this new constitutional change with abortions. It is the dumb fucking politicians that are stupid old men that have no idea what they're fucking talking about that decided to make a choice for women and don't think it was out of love because it absolutely was fucking not there their own fucking agendas their own fucking beliefs and i just like don't even want to go down that rabbit hole but what i want you guys to understand is that you hating blaming and feeling more fear towards men is not going to help you. It is going to contribute to more destruction of society, which is, um, if I could go down a whole fucking thing of the, when you understand the destruction of society, like making genders turn to each other is like perfect. So making men hate women and women hate men, right. Is the perfect way for there to be disharmony and the perfect way for there to be destruction of society, economy, X, Y, and Z. So we want to not be doing that. We want to be coming together and we want to be trusting our bodies as women and, and allowing men to make us feel safer. So instead of shaming men about this or, um, being like, men, you need to talk up more. Like, why aren't men having these conversations? I've asked men about this. I actually have for my book of, you know, I really don't like when it when there's like, um, 
you know, when there's a new rape situation on the news or whatever, or like, you know, a girl dies from being raped and murdered, like it's fucking horrendous. It's disgusting and it's horrible. And oh my god, this episode could be so fucking long. <laughs> I've done episodes before, right? Of just the cutthroat truth is like we are human beings and there's always going this, this is always going to be a thing in society there's always going to be rape there's always going to be murder there's always going to be those things because we are primal animals that and there are men that that do that and there are women that are really fucking horrible as well so just to like oh, fucking oh my god my brain's going crazy just to pin that argument this is getting me really riled up for my book writing after this which is great just to pin that argument Okay, what I was saying though was um I really it I hate it when we see these new like horrible right cases on the news and another blast of social media, people reposting shit. And there's always this thing where people where women will be like, why don't men have this conversation? Men need to talk about how we can reduce rate X, Y, reduce rape X, Y, and Z. And whilst I see women's point on that. I've asked men about that, um, and I just want to preface, I've had my own fucking experience with sexual abuse. I was going to leave it at that one. I, don't, I hate that I have to even say that because I'm like, but it's just like people put that in their head, right? Of like, who am I to talk if I haven't experienced anything? And I'm like, well, you don't, like, you don't actually know that I haven't, but I'm not going to go into that. So what I, what I'm, what I, what was I, what was I fucking going? Um, oh yeah. So women will start posting this shit about like, why aren't men having these conversations, blah, blah, blah. And I've asked men about this of like, when people say this, like, can you just like, tell me your thoughts on this? And across the board, it's like, I get what the men will say. I get what they're saying, but if I don't engage in that behavior and if I'm not that kind of man, and if it would never cross my brain to rape a woman, and if I like, don't, like, if I just don't engage in that behavior and neither do my friends, why do we have to have a conversation about it? Like, and I've had other men be like, it's a fucking weird conversation to have because, like, it's like we're blaming ourselves for something that we haven't done. And we're, like, sitting in this fear-mongering towards ourselves. And it's just a very, like, why would we bring that up? It's the most bizarre thing that you would bring up at a boys' night when the reality is is that like we don't engage in that and and so it's like I see both sides and I just I just want you guys to understand that when I've asked men about and I've asked a lot when I've asked men about you know what happens when like there's just this blast of man hating the common answer is it makes me feel like I it makes me feel like I cannot protect women it makes me feel like um oh i'm not phrasing it right it makes me feel what am i said it makes me feel like i um i have to stay away from women even more like there's more fear around if i was to protect so what i want you guys to understand is that men's natural uh instinct is to protect us but when they're constantly getting the shame for their manhood it makes them feel shame around wanting to protect so they hide and then we blame them for hiding. And then they go, and that's why it creates this confusion of like, what the fuck do you want? Like, you want me to protect you. And then when I try and protect you, you want me to hide. And then we're like, well, no, don't protect us. Just like, talk about it more. Like, just have the conversation. And it's like, well, men aren't talking creatures. Like, that's not, like, to a man talking about something doesn't fix something. They have to act on it. That's why men go to war. 
Women don't go to war. Men go to war. We just talk. <laughs> like you're asking something of a human being where that is against their natural biology. It would be like all of a sudden all the women having to go to war and fight and shoot and kill we are physically, emotionally, and mentally not capable for that, and we would fucking fail. So I really – please listen to my other episodes. Please do be a lover, not a mother when I open it again, probably in November, if you need to heal your relationship with men. I know a lot of you are already in be a lover, not a mother, which I'm really, really happy about because I, I really need you to understand that you – hating, blaming, and pointing the finger to men about what's happening with Roe v. Wade is not helping. What it is doing, it is making, what it is actually doing, the flow and effects that you are probably not aware of is it is making you feel more unsafe around men. You don't trust men. There's more fear with sex. There's more fear of falling pregnant with sex. There's less trust in your body. There's less trust in men to look after you if something would happen to your body and be protected for. So you trust yourself less. You get more avoidant, probably, and a bit more anxious as well. You probably then go on some kind of hormonal birth control. So you give your power away and you give it to big pharma and you support their, you support their fucking funds. And then you completely fuck up your hormonal profile, your biology, and your body as a woman. So then you hate yourself even more. Then you hate the quote-unquote patriarchy, but you've really done it all to yourself. Can we see the flow-in effect? It's like if you think about the things that are happening with the media, it is a perfect, perfect way for there to be more division and less trust in our bodies. Goes men, they have their own path, the exact same thing as well. And I need to actually, and I've written down to an episode on like um, men's hormones and health and X, Y, and Z and how it kind of flows on with them because there's so much around women. So that is the flow and effect. So if you want to feel more empowered and safe and trustworthy in your feminine and as a woman, guess what? You need to start loving men more and letting them protect you and provide for you. Why? Because if God forbid you fell pregnant for whatever reason and whatever way, if you had beautiful, amazing men in your life that you let protect you and provide for you in a both platonic and maybe romantic way, guess what? I can almost guarantee you that at least half of your male friends, if not more, would do whatever it took to help you to get the care that you needed. But if you don't have those kind of men in your lives, in your life, you are going to feel stuck, stressed, and abandoned as a woman. And you're going to hate yourself more. You're going to hate like being a woman, right? It's going to put more fear around being a woman. And it's going to make you have more fear around the world. And is that going to get you everything else that you want in your life? Is that going to make you feel happy to be a living, breathing, amazing human being? No. It's going to make you feel more stressed and more fear around being a woman. And I want you to feel the opposite. I want you to feel more empowered, more safe, and more trustworthy in your body. And you guys know this. In order for you to trust and love your femininity, you have to trust and love the masculinity. The, the masculine and the masculinity within you. You have to have that masculine in order to have the feminine. Okay. So we do not want to be contributing to the destruction of femininity 
by us all going into our masculine, hating men, feeling like we can't rely on them, only protecting ourselves, blah, blah, blah. We want to feel like men are there to provide and protect for us because they are when we let them. They are so worried about being torn down by us all the time. So if you feel like the men in your lives are not protecting you and providing for you in X, Y, and Z, my question is, do you even let them? Do you share with them that that is something you want? Probably not. So this would be a really, really good time to start. Okay, so for all of you that have a less than ideal cycle or period or endo or PCOS or bloating or back pain or whatever issues come with your cycle and your period and you are, if you are not in your perfect period, I would really, really recommend that you join it. You can binge watch all three modules as soon as you join um, and it is jam-packed full of everything you need to know. It's six hours and about six hours. I think it's actually a bit more than that. And it is jam-packed with everything that you need to know about your cycle. Like this shit does not go out of fashion. You will use this knowledge for the other women in your life, for helping them and for helping your future daughters or your, or your nieces, you know? Um, so please, 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 please do yourself the favor and stop complaining about living with a shitty cycle if you're not going to do anything about it because this program is going to blow your mind when it comes to understanding your cycle. And honestly, like this is, you can't put a price tag on this. Like you have a period once a month and why are so many of us allowing ourselves to be in pain and discomfort for like a week every fucking month? It, it doesn't make any sense. So if you're like enough is enough, then make sure you join your perfect period. Next point, please do not start not trusting your body. Please, please, please. This is the perfect way for us to feel like we cannot trust our bodies as women. And I do not want you to do that because if you start to not trust your body as a woman, you're more likely to fall pregnant because you're not going to get those intuitive nudges of like, don't have sex. Like even the other week, for example, um, my, so last cycle, my, uh, my ovulation day is usually day 18 and I ovulated on day 12. Now, there was something going on. We were like, we were traveling. It was the end of our trip. We were traveling a lot and we were both like tired, stressed, like just whatever, like depleted a little bit from the end of this Europe trip. And we were having sex, but my boyfriend didn't finish in me because like he was tired. I We just like didn't have the fucking stamina basically. And thank fucking God that I didn't push that. I was just trusting that it was meant to be right. That we were just like, like we always have sex and like not finish anyway because we don't really care about an orgasm. It's like more of a connection thing. Anyway, that's an episode for another time. Point being is um is I wasn't pushing it with like finishing like on either of our sides. I was just trusting like beautiful intimate that was intimate, great next, not great next, like you know, bathing in it, whatever. And thank fucking God I didn't push that. I just trusted my intuition. I trusted the universe. I trust what was happening because I ovulated six days fucking early. And if you know the, uh, wait, 12, 13, 15, yeah, six days early. If you know the facility awareness method, you understand that sperm can live inside of you for up to five, up to five days. So if he finished in me and then I ovulated three days later, like boom, that could have been a baby. And like, we would have dealt with that, but like, I don't, we don't want a kid right now. We don't want a kid. We want to wait a few years. We need, we need to fucking settle. Like we don't, we are not settled ourselves. We do not have the space for that to come into our lives right now. A couple of years time, please. Thank you universe. So, um, 
What was I going to say? So that's just a little example of like trusting your body allows you to I have, I personally have found that the more that I've trusted my body, the less I've been worried about pregnancy and falling pregnant when I don't want to, because and I know that I, I do want to preface, I know that abortions, you know, you can want a baby and then, like I said, need an abortion for a medical reason, but just on this topic, for the women that are like, I'm afraid of getting pregnant, I don't want to get pregnant. The more that I have done the inner work and done all the trauma healing and X, Y, and Z, that has allowed me to trust my body, right? So if you aren't already in Queen Alchemy, this is a really fucking good time to join because that is going to help you to trust your body more. And I've trusted my body more. I've trusted my intuition and my feminine wisdom. So I haven't worried. There's even been times where like, you know, um, with like stress and there's one, there was actually at the beginning of our traveling trip. I think my period was like, it was, I think it was on time. Yeah, it was on, that's right. It was on time, but I was just like, um, my boobs were just like really swollen. I was kind of like a bit, um, a bit like crampy and whatever. I was like, maybe it was a few days late. I can't remember. I bought a pregnancy test. I can't fucking remember why. There was obviously a fucking reason. Whatever. Point being is I actually wasn't worried. Like it wasn't that I was worried because I trusted my body. And this happens sometimes, right? Where it's like people, my, my boyfriend would be like, are you a bit worried? I'm like, no, babe, I'm not worried. Like I know my fucking cycle, like we're fine. I'm not worried. And that comes with trusting my body. The only reason why I bought a pregnancy test because he was going to Greece and I was like, I don't know whether I'm going to be able to get a pregnancy test. And like, I don't want to like have days torturing myself wondering, like I just would rather know. And I didn't even end up using it because I got my period then like the day later or something. Um, so point being is like the more that I have trusted myself and trusted my body, the less I've had fear around falling unwanted, like having unwanted pregnancies with sex, X, Y, and Z. Even the same when I was single ladies, I want to preface that as well. Like even the same when I was single last year, I was living my best single life, having lots of sex, X, Y, and Z. Same thing. I trusted my body. I knew my cycle. And because I knew my cycle and I'm on no hormonal birth control, I got off that shit years ago. Because I'm not because I'm not on hormonal birth control, it allows me to trust my body because I am it's not being uh, my intuition isn't being blocked or influenced by anything else. And I actually have a normal cycle. Like if you're on the pill, you don't have a cycle. So, so if someone says to me, like, how can I trust my body when I'm on the pill? I'm like, you can't. You don't have a normal cycle. You can still feel pregnant, but you don't know because you don't have a normal cycle that you can track the cycle like the pill turns off the part of your brain that sends a signal to your ovaries and i'm like that in and of itself is enough to deter me from that shit when i found that out so you have got no way of knowing like if you're about if you could avoid a pregnancy like whether it's safe whether it's not safe x y and z whereas when you're not on the pill and not on any hormonal birth control you know because your cervical fluid does not lie unless you have major estrogen dominance your cervical fluid does not lie and therefore you can trust your body and know when to be careful when not sometimes my boyfriend and i i'll be like i don't know i can't really tell and so we'll just be careful he'll just pull out we'll just be careful right and if you were single and you couldn't really tell then use a fucking condom we don't have sex like if you want to be even safe i don't have sex right but you going on hormonal birth control is i guarantee you it's not going to make you trust your body more it's this weird thing where like <laughs> hormonal birth control has been painted again great media uh, great marketing has been painted as feminism, women's empowerment, women being independent. That's not true. It is women passing their power over to big pharma 
to tell them what they should and shouldn't do and and how their body should work basically if you want to feel independent if you want to feel like a strong independent powerful woman that and you know fucking fling your feminism everywhere then learn the fertility awareness method learn the fertility awareness method understand your body trust your body signals and know your fucking cycle that is women's empowerment you taking a pill or you taking the IUD, like you having the IUD in you, whether it's copper or whether it's like the marina or scala or whatever, you having the rod in your arm, whatever it is that getting the shot, that is not you trusting your body. That is you passing your power over to something, someone else. Now, I want to preface for those women that are like, no hormonal birth control is the right thing for me. Great. My question is, did the doctor sit down with you and tell you every single possible side effect, including infertility, of those of, of the whatever hormonal birth control you're choosing to get on probably not they tell you about the risk of cancer they tell you about how these the um fake estrogen affects you and how that can link to cervical cancer and ovarian cancer and breast cancer probably not did they also give you the option of the fertility awareness method probably not and the reason why I say this is because when you go to, into a doctor's office generally speaking or when you learn at school about your period you are not given all of the options. You are given all of the hormonal options that cost money that make big pharma money. I'll tell you what doesn't make big pharma money, the fertility awareness method. So why would it be promoted? It wouldn't be. When you understand this, when you understand the way marketing and big pharma works, you will then feel empowered. Even something as little as why would they get rid of vegetable oil, which includes canola oil, soybean oil, safflower oil, um, palm oil, um, uh, what soybean oil, um, I said sunflower oil, rice bran oil, basically any of the oils that are not olive oil, avocado oil, lard, butter, really quality butter, ghee, coconut oil. They're the only like really good ones. Um, hemp oil, macadamia like cooking temperature is really important like a few of them okay main point is those are the bad oils right and if if the government really wanted us to be healthy and if we and if you don't understand big pharma if big pharma took or if the government or whoever the fucking food companies if they took all of those bad oils for example along with many other things out of food that would limit sickness and if if sickness was if sickness uh declined then who would be going to buy all of the drugs to help with their XYZ issues that would then be making big pharma money? No one. If the Mediterranean diet was what we all fucking decided to eat, there would be way less disease and therefore big pharma would be making way less money. So why would they, right, they being marketing, government, media, whatever, why would they want to educate us on dangerous things to be eating and consuming and healthy things and things that we should if that makes them less money so they don't they don't right it just goes around the world they don't if you look at cultures like european cultures the reason why they still use those foods and and whatnot is because um the heritage has stayed right like it's been passed down and they fucking know and they do not sway away from that and i will say in those countries there are less of those shitty oils if you go to italy everywhere uses fucking olive oil we were staying in madrid and i opened up the mini bar fridge the fucking potato chips were cooked in olive oil 
right? And I don't actually know whether like canola oil or anything is banned there. I really doubt it. But the people support those good oils and they haven't been so fucking influenced by this cheap oil that we have in like America and Australia. It's cheaper. And we're so fucking um, like uh, it's prudish, prudish with our money or whatever that we want the cheaper option. Whereas in Europe, they want the more high quality. If you look at Europeans, generally speaking, they are more about a high quality life and about health than about saving a few fucking bucks and eating shitty oil. They appreciate really, really good food, right? So therefore, they don't have as much disease there because they're not eating such shitty fucking foods. So just to like help you guys to just break down and understand that Big Pharma is not your fucking friend. The government is not your friend. And if you understand the flow and effect of um, these things, you'll realize, oh, wow, like, this is just going to make Big Farmer a lot of fucking money. A lot of fucking money. Friends, quick break in the show to let you know that if you are feeling nervous about coming off hormonal birth control, I completely get it. It can feel super nerve wracking. Like you're going to get a massive rebound of hormones and then all of the PMS and issues are going to come flying back. That is why I created my masterclass, The Art of Coming Off Hormonal Birth Control. You have a one-hour class and then a three-month game plan of everything that you need to do to rebalance your body so that when you come off hormonal birth control, there isn't like that drop-off effect where then you get this cascade of symptoms which basically just backfire in your face so if you are nervous about coming off hormonal birth control but you really really want to because you know it's fucking up from you being connected to your body and feminine wisdom and you just don't like it then please make sure that you get the art of coming off hormonal birth control it will take all of the thinking and the stress out of it women have had incredible results from doing it and it will really help you to feel confident in this process The next thing I want to say is please learn the fertility awareness method, like the back of your hand. I'm going to get my podcast producer to edit, to um, link that episode below as well. So please listen to that fertility awareness method. I already said that actually. Please listen to it a number of times. You need to know it like the back of your hand. And if you do want to come off hormonal birth control, I have my coming off hormonal birth control masterclass that you can get. It will help you to feel empowered coming off it. It is a process. It takes months. So you need to do it ahead of time. And I uh, also, mention in there how to um like what uh what uh contraception methods to be using whilst your cycle is balancing itself out because you cannot just go straight into fertility awareness method because your cycle um may not be regular enough yet for you to really really know when you're safe and when you're not and safe being on like or you know when you're safe when you're not or when you will have a baby which is a good thing maybe for some of you and then when you won't have a baby so you're not wasting all your time well wasting your time all the time having like making your um partner finish in you when you can't even fall pregnant um okay so please make sure you do that the next thing is please 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 invest in more things that support you in being and encouraging you in being a discerning woman that makes you trust your body more. This is so important. Do not do the opposite. You want to feel fully educated in your cycle and fully aware of your intuition, knowing how to trust it, knowing how to listen to it, because your intuition will not fail you. It will not fail you. It's going to lead you and give you the answers, the path that is perfect for you. Um, what was I going to say? So if you are not already in Queen Alchemy, this is the last round of the year. 
It is not to be missed. It's going to help you to trust your body. It is going to help you to feel safe in your femininity. It's going to clear all of the trauma. We're going to do, we do so much fucking trauma work. You have access to 28 hours, I think, of trauma work with me, which is all live. That Those 28 hours, 24 hours, something like that are all live. So you can come to, we have our Thursday 4 p.m. calls, two hours of trauma healing for those seven weeks. And then we also have all the mini trauma calls. You can pick and choose what mini trauma calls you would like to come to. The list of the different topics are down the bottom of the website page and they're all available for you to come to. You need to come to them live. So they're amazing. Like all the whole fucking program is just so amazing. So mind blowing. Please look at the testimonials. And if you haven't joined now is the fucking time. And I also, um, in week two, I think it is, we do a lot of work on your intuition so that you can really practice on honing in and feeling safe to start trusting your intuition as well, which is perfect for everything regarding, um, regarding this. Um, please, please, please do not start distrusting your feminine or your womanhood. That is what they want, right? That is like following the, like the whole agenda. Do not do that. Do not hate men. Do not hate yourself. Do it just really try and just learn your body, listen to your body, start communicating with your body, start trusting your body more, respecting it more. Like even a way to really start this is like start eating better. If you're eating shit all the time, your body is bogged down and you can't trust your intuition. You can't hear your intuition because it's you don't feel light and open and like you can access your body's wisdom and like communication, no, because you're bogged down with feeling foggy, bloated, yucky, like, ugh, like you got brain fog all the time. Your moods are everywhere. Your blood sugar's fucking high and low. And like that is going to inhibit your ability to trust your intuition. Okay. Um, all right. Last thing I want to mention which is really like just on the topic of like abortion. I am pro-abortion, obviously. I feel like it's obvious. I am pro-abortion because abortion is important. It's not just for the medical reasons, like the emergency medical reasons, but also because from a like standpoint of like understanding like human psychology, trauma, whatever, is for a child to be born into a world where they have not felt wanted from conception they were born into maybe a family that wasn't loving or they were born into a single mom that doesn't have much money, can't really look after herself, She, whatever the situation is. Just ask yourself, majority of the time, right? Maybe generalization, majority of the time, is that child going to grow up and be a really valuable member of society? Probably not. There are going to be the cases, obviously, where the child gets out, like we hear those stories, the child gets out, like blah, 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 they make a name for themselves, great. Majority of the time, they are going to honestly, more likely than not, contribute to the issues in society, right? Let's just use like a mass generalization of what's happening right now in the US with all the mass gun shootings. If you have a little boy that's born that doesn't feel wanted by his mother, his mother's always stressed and maybe there's whatever, there's a lot of trauma that has come into the situation as a result of 
X, Y, and Z, like her history, right? There's a lot of trauma there as well as being projected onto him. He picks up on a child's children are very fucking receptive and they just, they bas- you basically imprint your trauma into them unless you fix it beforehand, which is also why I'm always like women and men. The man is coming up soon, late, um, gentlemen. If you want your child to not pick up your shit, fix your stuff before you have children. And I want to say, if you've already had kids, and you're like, fuck, well, I want to still fix it. You can still fix it. Like, fix it because it's still going to help your child. But if you have the opportunity to heal all of that before you have kids, please do. If you don't have that opportunity, that's fine. Heal it ASAP so you don't pass it on to your children. Um, but if that child is born into a family, and especially if there's no father or no really, really good male role model, That child might go to school and he feels unworthy. He might feel not enough all the time. So it's probably going to create some anger and angst and he's always going to be wanting to feel enough. He might not get the attention that he wants. So he he puts himself in really unhealthy situations to become the center of attention. Um, Maybe he gets bullied at school for whatever reasons he gets bullied at school. Uh, And then you have a situation which is actually really common with – with uh, mass school shootings, then you have a really common situation that's written about in the literature, a really common situation where he likes a girl at school, the girl doesn't like him. So he wants to make it very fucking clear the kind of boy that he is and how angry he is. So he finds a gun or he goes and buys a gun and then he goes to school and kills everybody. Now, that is obviously a very morbid, extreme example, but it is more common than you think. Or if we were to not use the gun example, he goes and gets drugs or he drops out of school or he becomes really angry and he grows up to be one of the guys, one of the men that that um, is a very abusive partner, right? And it's like if you understand where that's come from, it's almost – it's not his fault. This is what I want you to get. Like it's not his fault because he was never given another opportunity. He was born into it and – the way that he was brought up and the fact that there um, wasn't the love needed and there wasn't the opportunities needed, no one interrupted that trauma pathway that was being built in his brain. And he's he's grown up to be a, a shitty human in society, basically. With children, like I always think to myself, I have a responsibility to, and my baby daddy has a responsibility to ensure that we are giving this child the best upbringing possible, especially because that's possible for us. So the best health possible, the best mindset possible, the best home and upbringing and environment and X, Y, and Z possible. So like, it's not that you have to be perfect because nobody's perfect, but it's like, I always think like, I do not want a sick child. So I will, and every fucking kid is sick these days. I will do it because the fucking parents aren't healthy, right? I will do everything in my power before we conceive to ensure that the kid is healthy because I would feel so guilty. I would feel very guilty if I didn't do everything possible on my partner didn't do everything possible. And then the child was sick and they had that for their whole life when that could have been preventable. And this is where it's like abortion is helpful even in those situations, right? Where if the mother is not able to give the child a healthy upbringing, 
right? It's not fucking some spiritual meaning sometimes. Sometimes it's just really shitty fucking luck. It's shitty timing. It's shitty luck. And thank God that we have Western, uh, Eastern, Western medicine, Western medicine that allows us to terminate pregnancies so that we don't end up with a person in society that basically just causes destruction, disruption, because is that adding to his life, her life, or anybody's life? Probably not. And this can kind of be like, maybe for some of you, I'm like, this is a bit extreme, but I'm just painting this picture. I want people to understand that like abortion is important um, for various reasons. And when the when these politicians are trying to limit abortion, you know, to, you know, save these fetuses and whatever, I'm like, but are you saving them? This is my thing. Are you actually saving those fetuses? And are you actually pro-life? Because I can almost guarantee a child that is brought into a life that the parents don't really want the child, right? For whatever reason, that child is is that that isn't pro-life because that child is not going to feel like they are living the life they want to live. They are going to have a very limited and traumatic life. So that, that to me is not fucking pro-life. That to me is not fucking pro-life. So um, it's not that abortion should be used as birth control. That's absolutely not. Abortion should not be used as birth control, but unwanted children are not going to be healthy members of society, right? So that they aren't going to have the life they want to have. And that that to me is a really big factor that, that clearly – the fucking politicians don't, get, politicians don't give a two flying fucks about, but something that I do want us all to remember as well. So for any of you that have had an abortion for whatever reason, um, there is nothing wrong with having an abortion. And if you had an abortion for a quote unquote selfish reason, again, there is nothing wrong with that because I, like, like I said before, I always think to myself of, I want to be able to give my children the best life that I can. And I do that from a place of love. So if I wasn't in that position where I could give them the best, and I, I am from like right now going forward, I could, but if I was in a situation that I'm not in right now, where I couldn't give my children the best life, that is not selfish for you to then terminate the pregnancy that can also be coming from a place of love for yourself and for the future of your child if that makes sense it could almost be it could almost be seen as selfish to have a child when you cannot raise it in a way that you know it's de- it deserves to be raised in so food for thought on that one i i'm going to leave it there this has been a long episode i'm actually going to do part 2 as the questions um because i've already gone on for an hour so I'm going to do part two as the questions and then I have to, I want to record a whole other episode. Lol. This has gone on for so long, but so juicy, hopefully. Um, and then I'm going to go to, um, acupuncture. So, uh, yeah, I'm going to leave this one here. Look for part two for the Q and A's that I will be answering. I saw all your questions in Instagram, so I'm going to answer them. I hope you guys have a lovely, lovely day. Please share this podcast because I feel like it will help so many women and men feel empowered about this situation. Um, and if you are a man listening, like what can you do? You can just make the women in your life feel loved and supported um, and safe as women, right? Just do that. Just be fucking men. Just be in your masculine, be men and allow them to be 
in their feminine, like step up, rise up, do not be squashed by society and the media saying that like masculinity is bad, men are unsafe, X, Y, and Z, because that shit is not true. If you haven't joined Queen Alchemy already, please make sure that you join Queen Alchemy. Um, it's the last round of the year. It's going to be amazing. I cannot fucking wait. Every round just gets better and better and better. There is so much trauma healing that you will get access to to be able to do. This program just speaks for itself. The Read the Website page, you know if you're meant to be in there. I've talked about it for years. I've been doing it for like four years. So there's probably so many of you that have wanted to join again and again and again and again and, again and keep putting it off. Maybe now is the fucking time. It's always the time. It's ne it's never the right time. It always is the right time. So really um, make it work. Move your calendar around if you need to. Put yourself first. Prioritize this because you will not regret it. And it will change your life. And it will, it will allow you to get everything that you want in your life in because you're clearing all of the trauma that is inhibiting you, self-sabotaging situations, blocking manifestations coming in, ruining relationships, making relationships challenging, inhibiting your sex life, x y and z this is really 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 going to help you in every area of your life in your health in your relationships in dating in sex in intimacy in femininity in mindset in self-love in confidence boundaries speaking your truth all of the things it is so fucking jam-packed the seven weeks you will absolutely love it i'm gonna love you and leave you please leave a review if you haven't already and please Share this episode on, pod on your Instagram. Tag me, Monarchy Hates Health, and tag the podcast Feminist Fuck. And I will see you guys on the next episode.